The Sacramento Kings just keep on winning. Four straight, this time without their star De'Aaron Fox in Oklahoma City. The Kings maintain their best road record in the Western Conference, and they've allowed their game to do the talking for them. Meanwhile, down outside of the playoff and play-in picture, the Los Angeles Lakers are chirping about wanting the Kings in the opening round of the playoffs. Well, you know I have a thing or two to say about that right here on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season long. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports reporter and producer for ABC 10, and I'm recording at my home studio. Got to watch the game from home tonight. Don't usually get to do that. Uh, And I'll be honest with you, I was fairly distracted because I was on kid duty. In fact, I have to speak a little bit quieter than I normally would after a Kings win because on the other side of that wall is a sleeping uh, 18-month-old. So my wife will kill me and I'll kill myself if we wake him up. That's why I had to go to my car to say what I really wanted to say about the report from Brian Windhorst of ESPN that the Sacramento, or rather the Los Angeles Lakers, want the Sacramento Kings in the opening round of the playoffs. And maybe I avoided waking my son up by being in the car, but I also might have woken up the entire neighborhood. (laughs) Oh, Los Angeles Lakers, 12th place. Los Angeles Lakers, you think that you're in a position to say that you want to play the Sacramento Kings in the opening round of the playoffs. You think that you're in a position to say that you want to play anyone in the opening round of the playoffs. And you think anybody outside of the national media cog that seems to care only about the Los Angeles Lakers and put them on national TV over and over again and cram them down our throats, you think anyone cares who you want in the playoffs? You got to make it there first, baby. Hell, you got to make it to the play-in. And when you get to the play-in, why don't you worry about more than likely having to win back-to-back games, likely on the road, before you get to the playoffs and then start talking about which team is going to beat you in four or five games in the opening round of the playoffs. The Sacramento Kings aren't afraid of you. You want the Kings? Come on at us. It would be so poetic justice. I'm not saying I'm rooting for you, Lakers, but I certainly would not be opposed to having the Kings returning to the playoffs for the first time in 16 years. Their first opponent with home court advantage is the Los Angeles Lakers, and they wipe the floor with them. I welcome those storylines because that's exactly what would happen. I don't care about the experience of legendary LeBron James. I don't care about Anthony Davis if he can even play and pick up a basketball for longer than 20 minutes without completely falling apart and the rest of the depth that that Lakers team has. Sure, they improved at the trade deadline. They're not at the Sacramento Kings level. So bring it on. You want the Kings in the playoffs? Come on. But you have a long way to go. The Sacramento Kings at this point in time are more worried about the teams that are actually in the playoff picture. The teams around them, you know, like the Denver Nuggets, like the Memphis Grizzlies, like the other way better team from LA that just scored 175 points on the Kings and the Kings still beat them on the road. Yeah, that's who the Kings are worried about. Lakers, you just worry about barely creeping and sneaking, especially now that LeBron James is out uh, with injury probably for the next week or two. Look, I understand the Lakers, and I understand any team 
wanting the Sacramento Kings in the playoffs. The Kings are the team with the least amount of experience. If you're going through the playoff picture, the Sacramento Kings are the team that sticks out like a sore thumb. Except I'm telling you, any team that says they want the Kings and the team that does get the Kings in the opening round of the playoffs, you are in for a rude awakening. This team has nothing to lose. They have nothing to fear. They're playing with house money. They're the best offense with the best offensive rating in NBA history. And if you think any of these defenses in the Western Conference, and the the vast majority of them, are not top defenses in the league. Maybe playoff basketball and playoff defense is a little bit different. I expect the physicality to be a little bit different. But that stage is where the stars shine brightest. And De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis and this Kings roster, this Kings team, who has clicked quickly and knows how to win together, they're not going to just go down without a fight. They're not going to be easy pickings for anyone in the Western Conference, and certainly not the Los Angeles Lakers, who aren't even in the playoff picture at this point in time. It was hilarious to me that the Lakers think that anybody outside of the national media cogs who claim they watch basketball but really only watch the Lakers and those those who shove the Lakers down our throats every single night on national television. It's funny that they think that anybody outside of them cares about what the Los Angeles Lakers have to say about the playoffs or who they want in the playoffs. Kings ain't worried about you, and I guarantee you all other teams in the playoff picture right now are not worried about you. LeBron James absolute legend, the GOAT, the scoring leader, phenomenal player, of course, not afraid of him. Kings aren't afraid of him. The Kings know that they can beat LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the rest of that Lakers roster. The Kings are a better team than them. The Kings are a better team than a lot of teams with the experience in the Western Conference. You're damn right I'm feeling myself, and maybe I'm getting too big for my britches talking about a team that hasn't been to the playoffs for nearly two decades, that hasn't been to the playoffs since I was 12 years old, but I don't care because this Kings team has earned the swagger that they showed. They win again tonight, this time without De'Aaron Fox. Granted, it was against the Oklahoma City Thunder. By the way, The Oklahoma City Thunder is a team that's just barely below the Lakers in the standings. So if the Kings are going to wipe the floor with the Thunder on the road, I know Shea Gilgis-Alexander didn't play. De'Aaron Fox didn't play in this game, and the Kings handled their business. So again, Lakers, I'm never going to say I'm rooting for you, but if you make it, congratulations. If you have the unfortunate consolation prize of facing the Sacramento Kings in the opening round, good luck. Because if you think that you want the Sacramento Kings, you're in for a rude awakening. This team is good now. They're going to be good tomorrow. They're going to be good in the future. And they are ready to prove that they belong in the playoff picture and a team that should not be taken lightly in the playoffs. If any team that's actually in the playoff picture, you know, if any, if, if the Denver Nuggets or the, the, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies or any other team that's actually in the playoff picture, if you want to start talking about facing the Kings in the opening round, you know what, let's have that conversation. Lakers... Let the big boys talk. Uh, You worry about what you're doing down there in the cellar of the West. You worry about getting to the play-in. And then maybe, just maybe, we'll start to listen to what you have to say about the playoffs. You know what, Lakers? I should thank you. For the second time this week, I should thank you. You helped the Sacramento Kings out by coming back and beating uh, the Dallas Mavericks on the road and helped the Kings in the standings. I appreciate you there. Thank you very much for that. And I should thank you again tonight for giving me a wonderful belly laugh, for giving me excellent content for the Locked On Kings podcast, and just overall making me feel better. Because look at where we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are basically in March now of uh, 2023, and the Sacramento Kings are sitting pretty at the top of the Western Conference or near the top of the Western Conference, well on their way to clinching and securing a playoff spot while the Los Angeles Lakers 
are the team in the play-in picture, and the Lakers are talking about the Kings. The Lakers are talking about the Kings. It's not the Kings talking about the Lakers like we've been doing in Sacramento for years here, right? It's the Lakers talking about the Kings. What a glow up for Sacramento, except that's like your ugly ex-girlfriend talking about you at this point in time because the Lakers, you need to glow up yourself. You need to figure out how to play a playoff basketball and even get there before the Kings are going to worry or give a damn about you. Well, while Carmat catches his breath, I'm happy to tell you that today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. We're past the midway point of the NBA season, and it's the perfect time for you to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So it's like the Kings making the playoffs. Plan with house money. If you lose, you get money back to keep on playing and keep on making money. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use, super fun to use, and you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and even threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with same game parlays. So you can take uh, the Kings beating the Oklahoma City Thunder, the point spread of that. You could take uh, Keegan Murray hitting over three and a half threes, uh, combine them for an even bigger payout out use that king's knowledge that nba knowledge or really any major sport knowledge to make yourself some money don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba all right let's worry about reality not the fantasy land of the lakers making the playoffs uh let's let's focus on the reality of the sacramento kings continuing to win and doing so in oklahoma city they have won every single game two of these two game series that they've had throughout the regular season they've won every single one they kept that up tonight they sweep uh the both games on the road they go three and oh during this little road trip on the road they are four and oh since this playoff race started after the all-star break. The Kings are hitting the ground running, and they're doing so without De'Aaron Fox, who missed this game with a sore wrist. Uh, apparently, he had an MRI. All the results were negative, meaning good, like not positive. Um, so he's fine, and they uh, he's, I think, listed his day-to-day, so he might be able to return on Friday. Hopefully, he is able to return on Friday in a huge game inside the Golden 1 Center against the Los Angeles Clippers. Then on the second night of a back-to-back, I think the Kings have the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves the very next night. So some big games coming up. Hopefully, De'Aaron is available for that. But as the Sacramento Kings have shown, and I don't care that it was against the Thunder team that's in 13th in the West. I don't care that it was against a short-handed Thunder team that team still plays hard and the Sacramento Kings handled their business. All wins count the same. You can put as many asterisks next to it as you want to, but the Kings handled their business shorthanded beating the thunder 123 to 117 tonight. And I was looking for a guy or two to step up. Of course, with De'Aaron being out, you could look at Davion Mitchell who gets the start at the point guard position. My pick was Kevin Herter, who's been in and out of a slump as of late, right? Well, Kevin Herter, Davion Mitchell, the entire Kings starting lineup delivered in tonight's game. Let's just go through these five starters. We'll start with Harrison Barnes, and I'm going to talk a lot more about Harrison Barnes and his future with the Kings here coming up in just a little bit. 29 points for HB. He was aggressive. He was attack-minded. He knew what was at stake and what the Sacramento Kings needed from him. He delivered with a 29-point performance, 8 of 13 shooting, 4 of 5 from three-point range, 9 of 10 from the free-throw line, also had 9 rebounds, 
three assists. Harrison Barnes was simply fantastic. And look, this is what Harrison provides you. Every once in a while, he's going to have a performance like this. Most of the time, he's going to be his consistent, solid 14, 15, 16 points per game, Harrison Barnes, that you can just rely on and count on in both the locker room and on the floor every single night at the wing position. That's already valuable enough. But when he explodes and has nights like tonight, when the Kings need it from him, when he hits big shots, and he's done this consistently throughout the season, even when De'Aaron Fox and Amante Sabonis were healthy and playing, Harrison has hit big shots or come up with key moments to either turn the tide of a game or recapture momentum or stop opponent's momentum or stop a run. Harrison has been so important for the Kings throughout this year. No different here. 29 points tonight. Then you look at Demonte Sabonis, uh, 22 points on eight of 10 shooting uber efficient for him. Uh, 13 rebounds, nine assists. Once again, flirted with a triple double, but just did not get there. He's missed triple doubles by like one or two assists or one or two of a specific number at least five times this season. He should be in the double digits and triple doubles. He just hasn't been there yet. He doesn't care about that. He only cares about winning. Kevin Herter, who is the guy that I was labeling and hoping he would have a big game, shows up with 20 points on 8 of 14 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3-point range. Love this, though. Nine assists from Kevin Herter. So you're missing De'Aaron Fox. I know De'Aaron's not a pass-first point guard. He's more of a scoring-first point guard. Uh, But as a primary ball handler, we know how much Kevin, or rather De'Aaron, creates for his teammates. Well, Kevin did a fantastic job of distributing. He's done that a number of times throughout this season, as has Malik Monk. Uh, it's great to see the two guards picking up for and, and, and handling a lot of that distribution, especially in a game when De'Aaron Fox is out. And then we talk about Davion Mitchell, who had one of his best games in a long time, getting 15 points out of Davion Mitchell. Yeah, you better win that game. A super efficient six of 10 from the field, three of seven from three point range. Also had four assists, uh, a steal, a blocked shot. We saw that defense, uh, that typical off-night patented defense that we're used to seeing at times from Davion. I give him so much credit. I'm so proud of him because, of course, we've been extremely critical, and I don't think there's anybody on this Kings roster that we've been more critical of this season consistently than Davion Mitchell because we know he's capable of playing way better than he's played throughout this season. And a game like this where I don't expect him to score 15 points a night, I don't expect him to play 32 and a half minutes a night, But if you cut his minutes in half to 15 and cut his scoring to like eight or nine with also the distribution and the defense hits a couple outside threes like he did in tonight's game. It's hard to ask for more from Davion than that, and he's capable of delivering that. Malik Monk, since exploding uh, in Los Angeles, he struggled in these couple of games in Oklahoma City, gave you seven points off the bench. Trade Lyles was really aggressive with nine points off the bench. The bench didn't do too much in this game. That's fine. All five starters finishing in double figures. All five starters stepping up when you needed them to, especially offensively, to skill, still score 123 points in a game where your leading scorer, De'Aaron Fox, who's been on a streak of seven straight 30 point games and nine of the last 10 games he's played, he scored 30 or more points. Yeah, that's extremely impressive. And again, that just speaks to the offensive firepower that this Kings roster has top to bottom. We saw good, solid team basketball in this game. This looked like a veteran team. This looked like a team that didn't lack the experience of playing on this stage, didn't lack the experience of playing in a playoff race, doesn't lack the experience of playing in the postseason. This looked like a team that knew that, okay, we're down our big guy, but we know we can overcome it, and we especially should overcome it in a game like this against an Oklahoma City Thunder team that's not only shorthanded themselves, but that we know we are better than. Love what I saw from the Sacramento Kings as a team in tonight's game. Let's talk more about Harrison Barnes because I shared with you, if you listen back to this offseason, even the end of last season, I talked about 
uh, spent a lot of time talking about keeping Harrison Barnes versus trying to move him in the offseason. There are a lot of uh, people here in Sacramento, including prominent media members, that thought that the Kings had to get value for Harrison Barnes when they could maximize his his peak value who knows if this was going to be a season where he would still have the trade value at the trade deadline that he's maybe had in past trade deadlines or during this past offseason and i understand their point completely and the kings are not completely out of the woods yet right there still is a chance that the kings lose harrison barnes to free agency this offseason and they lose their starting wing they lose an extremely important player that i'd say every single playoff team would be happy to have on their roster there's a risk that you lose that for nothing. And how do you replace that? Well, it's a risk that Monty McNair took to not trade him, not just this offseason, but to not trade him at this trade deadline, which was the absolute right decision, given the position that the Kings are in. And it's a gamble that I think is one going to pay off. And two, it's the it's the right move to make. If it doesn't work out, it sucks and it's it's painful, right? But I don't know if Monty McNair could have made a better decision at the point at this point in time. Like hindsight is twenty twenty, of course, and maybe we'll reevaluate this at the end of the summer when Harrison Barnes has made a decision. But speaking of that decision, like to me, Harrison, what situation is he going to go to that's better? Sure, he could go and join like a super, super contender, maybe like a Milwaukee Bucks, which he wouldn't because Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo are there, or maybe the Boston Celtics, which Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, well, he could play the four, but you get my point. He could go to a super, super, super contender to try and just secure a ring and maybe take less money in order to do that. Or he could stay in Sacramento, probably get paid well, hopefully not massively overpaid. There might be a slight overpay just based off the fact that it's the Kings and be an important part of a hopefully perpetual playoff team. Harrison still has, I think, four to five more really, really good years to give. And if he signs a four-year deal for the Sacramento Kings, I don't know what that number looks like. I'm confident and comfortable paying him uh, $12, $15 million a year. Maybe that's too much. You tell me. You let me know. And again, we'll re- all reevaluate this when we get to the offseason. But if I'm Harrison Barnes, the Sacramento Kings gambled to keep me to make this position, to make the Kings more attractive for me to stay here, not just as someone who is now deeply ingrained in the Sacramento community, not just someone who has his family here and a very young child here. Those of you that don't know, his uh, his baby was born the exact same day as my son was. In addition to that, think about the position that he's in, probably his final major contract. We'll find out if he's seeking money or he's seeking winning, but it makes sense that he would want to try and get another ring I don't know if Sacramento is the best route to get another ring necessarily, but it's probably the best route for someone to eventually compete for a ring and still have a prominent job while also getting paid your market value or maybe even a little over your market value. I think it would be very smart for the Sacramento Kings to um, pay what is needed. Now, don't go overboard. Like, don't You don't have to outbid everybody else and really outbid yourself by making a ridiculous offer that is more than what he's worth. You don't have to pay him as much as Vladi Divac paid him because I don't think he's worth those over $20 million a year. Could be wrong. I just don't think he's worth that. But 
it would be more than the right decision for the Sacramento Kings to find a way to appropriately bring him back. And I think it would be more than in the best interest of Harrison Barnes, who clearly is very important to this team, who likes being here, who is having a lot of fun with this group to want to stay here. I think it was the right gamble for Monty McNair. We'll see if it pays off. But at this point in time, if it doesn't work, it would sting. It would suck. It would be frustrating. And it would be concerning how the Kings fill that gap. Maybe Keegan Murray is that guy at the three and they go out and get another four. I have no idea. That's a problem that hopefully we don't even have to worry about. But if it ends up happening, I won't heavily blame Monty McNair or be angry at Monty McNair for taking the gamble, making the right decision, in my opinion, that he has made to keep HB here. Let me know what you think about that. Let me know what you think about this Kings win tonight. Let me know, of course, what you think about the Lakers talking about wanting the Kings in the opening round of the playoffs. You can email me, gmail.com or leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. Tomorrow on Locked On Kings, I'm going to be joined by a good friend of mine, someone that I know a lot of you listen to. If you're fans of D-Lo and KC, ESPN 1320, Damian Barling is going to join me. Uh, we're recording in the morning. We'll release that episode in the evening, so I hope you will tune in for that. And then, of course, on Thursday, uh, I, as usual, will be on with, uh, with D-Lo and KC. Um, and for those of you who watch consistently, you know that I like to try and do bits and have a little bit of fun. And I have one thing in mind. I have no idea if it's going to work. It might fall horribly on its face, uh, but I'm probably going to do it. And I'm looking forward to doing it. I always look forward to going on that show, whether I can be silly or just talk Kings basketball with them. Uh, so to have D'Lo here on Locked on Kings before he does his live show, uh, four hour show, by the way, uh, on Wednesday tomorrow. Uh, he's going to join me. So I'm really excited about that. Hope you will join me for that. And of course, if you're going to the lockdown or sorry, if you're going to the Sacramento Kings game on Friday against the Clippers, first off, I would love to see 18,000 people back in that building uh, like they had against the, uh, the trailblazers uh, uh, last week. And if you're going, let me know. We'd love to chat with you. We'd love to see you. You can uh, let me know where you're going to be at. I'm at the top of section. It's like 105, 106, the media area uh, up there. You can always come by during the game or during halftime. Hopefully I'm there and say hi, uh, and I, I would love to see you. I really appreciate your support as always. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked on Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.